Now entering Nerdist.com. All right. Are you recording? I am. Thanks for tuning in. Jonah Ray Dio can't make it because he's waiting for Danzig to give him a call back. Oh, he should be friends with the king because he's dead. Yeah, we got a great show lined up for you. Thanks for tuning in to Jonah Radio. Uh, our producer, Cash Hartzell, is here. Cash, say hello. Hello, everybody. Neil Mahoney has found some new tricks that he's really going to irritate everybody with. You dumb bitch. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm right when you, when you play that. I am correct. Uh, and uh, Adam is here on his phone, just hanging out on his phone, not uh, being engaged. I'm getting my notes ready. What's the note? What note are you putting in? Well, you know, for the songs. I'm Wait putting, till the like, next song comes on. Who our guest is and... You're not going to remember it was Kurt? Maybe not. I mean, you'll oh, you'll remember. I, I, like, wow. I like her. I'm oh, you're going to well, remember. It's not, uh, coming up in a couple weeks, so I just want to make sure. We don't know that. This, this, so far, this is better than the last episode we recorded with Hampton and Sean O'Connor. Uh, okay. Sorry. So far, it's be, it's better so far, already. There's less yeah. crosstalk. I'll tell that. Say that. That's true. Sometimes they don't understand. Okay, they do this thing that I don't like. They do this thing where it's like the and Matt Meyer does the same thing when the mic's not out when the mic's not on, but it's nearby. They pick it up and start talking into it and then they use that as like well, what I, just, I'm just, I'm so, I do comedy so much I'm so used to it wait they just talk if a mic is around they just talk they, into it yes. like while having conversation yeah. with you like it like without thinking about it without thinking about it or while doing a bit no, no, without thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is our guest, uh, Mr. Kurt Braunohler. Uh, what up? His, uh, hey. his album, How Do I Land on Kill Rock Stars Records. Oh, yeah. Jealousy floods my indie <laughs> rock heart. <laughs> Thank you so much for the applause, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really happy to be here. Here at Jonah Ray, Dio. Uh, I uh, love the dog. Love you all. So oh, ready to really ready to take nice a shit so you remember who I am. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the uh, um, it's uh, it's this is the you're able to do the show because I asked more than 15 minutes before I asked. Usually you. I'm like I, I'm like it's like midnight and I'm in <laughs> Canada somewhere and I get a text from Jonah. Can you do your radio right now? That's a good I'm like, what are you talking that's about? Real, that's a real good me impression. <laughs> <laughs> that's a salty banana. The uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah I'm because I don't like planning this thing. No, you do a podcast and you have to plan. You I do, have to plan. Uh, it. You do the uh, kale. K-hole. And then you do uh, Get Lost. Mm-hmm. And they're all part of the same. They're all the K-hole. Cur- they're all the Braunohler galaxy of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, the K-hole is the, K- is the whole podcast. Oh, okay. And so then all the other, it's a multi-format podcast. Wow. So the K-hole is basically your uh, subsidiary record label on the Nerdist channel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I have like five, five podcasts on my own subsidiary. <laughs> yeah. Well, There's, we have two on this one. I have, uh, we got one and a half. 
Oh, you mean... What's the half podcast? He's talking about Mahona Radio, which is what happens when I'm not in town. (laughs) (laughs) Mahona Radio. Pretty good. I I do like how we're visually represented on the wall, too. Yeah, Yeah, I had a lot of thoughts about it, but you know, I I figured I'd throw you guys a fat bone. A fat bone? Throwing a fat bone up in you. Yeah, Um, but uh, I'm excited to talk to you about your Get Wet for Goats. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm excited to talk to you. About being involved with uh, Kill Rockstars Records and just your general interest uh, in the indie rock world, rock and roll. Yeah, uh, ready to talk. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like two. It's you know, Kurt's one of those guys that I thought I was going to meet right away when I first started doing you know comedy, which was like it's going to be a bunch of guys just like me that like the same kind of comedy and the same kind of music, and then it was and then it was guys that yes. went all yeah. over six that hate music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed right right when I first started doing because I was just only into music in college, and then I got to New York, and that's when I started doing comedy, and I hated everyone in comedy so much because no one was into like everyone was just such nerds. Yeah, like I'm, I was a nerd, but I was in like a rock and roll nerd That's yeah. what I tried. and like, like everyone else is just does no good taste in music and I was just like I, these people are horrible it was really because <laughs> it's a, you know when you're into music you use that as the uh, litmus test it's a litmus test yeah. and like kind of your go to of what to have a conversation with people about because all your yes. friends were the guys that listen you listen to music with and you went to shows with and yeah when you when you become an adult, I guess, and you have to yeah. find different ways to be friends with somebody. Can we have a record listening party soon? That's what yeah, I want to do. Dave Lines has really been wanting to do that. Do you know Dave? No, I don't. I do that. Yeah, it's uh, the best thing. Be I used to do them in New York, and it's the everybody, everybody brings, brings three. Oh. No, everybody brings three to five records, and then you get to play one song of each off each record. Yeah, cool. and it goes cool. like, what if I bring Zarika? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We we immediately throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Side three of bitches brew for me, buddy. <laughs> that was I remember like uh, Dan Mins was you know one of my first friends like when I started doing open mics uh, and like um, he's like oh. Do you do you like Jimi Hendrix? I was like, oh, thank God! You like at least like you like yeah. Jimi Hendrix. He's like, and then of course Dan Mans, the weirdo, you know, math guy, puts on like uh, whatever that later day. Uh, Jimi Hendrix stuff is where it's pretty much just math jazz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, of course you like this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yes. Jimi Hendrix by way of Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we are going to uh, break for our first song of the day, which is the new single from the band Spells, Ben Roy's band from the, you know, the Grolix comedy team out there in uh, Colorado, which uh, I'll be going out uh, to do for their High Plains Comedy Festival. I got to find out what the dates on that are. Are you doing that? I did it last year, the first yeah, one. Was it fun? Very fun. That was a good time. We'll look it up while we listen to the song. How about that? This is a new one from Spells called At Night.
All right. Giving it there right at the end. Giving it. At night. At spells night. Off their new seven-inch record on that really good label, Snappy Little Numbers. Also out of Denver. Um, so we saw him downtown that night, right? We went to go. Did we see him? I think so. No, we left before they played. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we, they were playing the Red I like Town. that you're going to straight up admit to that. Yeah. Not even lie. You know what? I like you. I like you. That's 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 honesty. It was a Friday <laughs> night. They weren't going on until like midnight. Uh, <laughs> it's it's L.A. You got to be in bed by 1130. You got to yeah. be in bed by 1130. <laughs> that's oh. a curfew. Show business curfew. <laughs> I don't know. I When I drink, though, I could stay up forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's when they Easy. say that. that that's but when that's you... where you drink at home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in L.A. because you just can't drink yeah. out. You can't unless you're going to get an Uber everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The Uber has been real nice to my, my problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really helped it out a lot. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Yeah, I really, I really dig it. Um, that's... You know, like, and I, cause, yeah, I like, I like drinking a lot. I like, you know, I like drinking beer. You're not drinking beer because you're trying to lose weight. You were oh, talking fuck about you. That. <laughs> fuck you, Joe Rady. Joe Rady's fucking selling me out immediately. Come on, it's the kind of gotcha podcasting that I'm known for. <laughs> he puts me out, and then he fucking skewers you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta lose weight, Jonah. Well, yeah, because I was because the thing is, the majority of my belly is just from alcohol. Yeah, and if I oh. just don't drink for a little while, I can lose a little. I think yeah. this is a theory because I really never <laughs> stopped really drinking is. long enough to test it out. Joe and yeah. I both didn't drink all of January. All of January, and or yeah. I did all of January. I, la- did, I like, lasted ten weeks. days, and then I went. To, I lasted. I, went to I lasted ten days too. Yeah. I tried. I did a thing where I, I, I did a lot less drinking in yeah. January, and I did lose some weight. Yeah, and it's just water retention because your is body's it? like clinging to water because there's so much alcohol going through. Oh, they're like, like, I need this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then sooner or later, you're like, I should grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that would eliminate it. Got you covered. Yeah. There's, it's, it's, it's four out of five here. Yep. Yeah. Beards. Yeah. I, I almost shaved today. I mean, as much as I ever do. Yeah. I'm going to be shaving. I, I can. I'm going to be shave, so, yeah, shaving you, in July. Because like, uh, here's the thing. I, like, I, I sprinted to try and lose weight uh, for the Meltdown show. Yeah. And I got down pretty a lot further than I did. Uh, but it was just through like just eating differently. Yeah, the drinking didn't really. It didn't help. Mm, no, I kind of kept it up, and it was uh, it's kind of fine. Well, you but you okay. were uh, you you went to vodka for that whole time, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's you the thing. That's I've been, I've been talking about that. Like literally, like the, the ideas in my head though. If I'm drinking vodka sodas, it's like I'm working out. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm on a diet, guys. <laughs> drinking vodka sodas, yeah. and like I realize that you just works. Being on a diet just makes you black out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't drive. I've been dieting. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like it's like it's it is it, one of the times I stick with vodka. And the thing is, it's like I drink fast. Beer that protects me from myself. I drink fast too, and so when yeah. I'm drinking vodka soda, and also I have a heavy hand, yeah. so I'm drinking yeah. fast a lot, like three drinks at a time by accident. I don't yeah. mean to. But you are getting a lot, like you know, I've been starting to alternate and just remembering to get like do a pint of water between every. Uh, That's drink. a nice uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Drink I've been water. Slamming waters. Uh, I, I get scared with the amount of salt I eat that I'm going to get uh, kidney stones. Kidney stones? Oh, Ooh. no good. Ooh, I'm gonna watch out for that coffee too. Watch out for that coffee. Oh God! Everything that's great. Everything that's fun. Everything that's great. Yeah, but I don't know. I like lately. I've been I've been uh, ticking down the weight. Uh, I'll like just do like a 
a green smoothie for breakfast. You're holding two fingers out. It looks like you just shove them up your butthole. I shove them up my butthole. I shove these two fingers up my butthole. Yeah, it makes me question everything. And then I have an existential crisis throughout the day. Also, and I'm not hungry. Time. You don't want to get a hernia, so you scoop it out with your fingers. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, so like I'll just do like juice during the day. And then like uh, at night, I get to have, uh, you know, was it was the exotic thing that you're not allowed? Oh, bread. I could have like a sandwich or something. Uh, That's the worst sandwiches. part when you get older and you're just like, you're like, it's like, it's like, well, at least I got sandwiches. <laughs> it's like maybe they don't have to have meat, but I can have like a veggie sandwich. And then, no, you're not. Bread is you're like told not. No. That's new. Old, like 20, t- five. I would say five years ago, you could just eat as much bread as you fucking yeah. wanted to. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think it's just a thing. And in like five years, they're going to be like, guess what? Not eating bread is horrible for you. Yeah. It gives you dick cancer. <laughs> and it's just going to be like, then they're going to switch it to something else. Like yeah. they just found out butter is good for you. They just found out fat is good for you. Yeah. Remember like us growing up, like fat, like everyone, oat brand muffin was like the healthiest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. And oat yeah. brand muffin is horrible. It's, it's just butter. a piece of fucking cake. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they're just like this is the best thing you could eat. Yeah, I remember one time I heard someone I heard someone going. Uh, it was at Starbucks, and they're like, uh, uh, "You want the brownie?" Like, no, man, I'll take the muffin. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Same exact. I just thing. want the chocolate yeah. muffin. I don't. Yeah, want the muffins are huge. Those chocolate muffins are like the yeah. size of a head. They have like a low calorie uh, banana nut muffin there. I, I it's you. It tastes like you're eating a stick of butter. Like thing is though, like in you know, I've said this before. When you're in like Paris, you're just you're eating straight butter. Like me and Pete thought we got like a a sandwich that had a huge slab of cheese in it. No, it's just butter. Just butter, and we lost weight when we were there. Yeah, yeah, because you're walking around so much. Butter, man. True. Everyone there was gorgeous though. Yeah, I don't understand. Mashed potatoes for every two potatoes, you got one stick of butter. Really? No, it's not. It's not that bad. But you yeah. said it like a good mashed potato. You said it very convincingly. It was an it was a sweet equation. No, but like <laughs> a good. I think ma- you're wrong. I think you're right. A good mashed potatoes has a lot. You know, the more butter in it, the more better it's going to be. I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say I. I accomplished some of my weight loss weight loss goal this week by not working. What about on your ep- talking goals? Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> those are, uh, yeah, you should exercise that there. tongue, man. <laughs> oh, I'm his pussy. You and my lady. Um, I don't have a lady. Uh, by not working on Epic Meal Time, I've already lost four pounds oh, this wow. week. That's right. <laughs> so, That'll happen. Yeah. Um, so you, how did it happen that you got onto? And I know you. T- I think you talked about this on the Nerdist well, on there, but. Uh, uh, when you got, how'd you get onto uh, Kill Rock Stars? Yeah. Kill Rock Stars now entering nerdist.com. <laughs> At any time that could come up. Uh, I uh, for Kill Rock Stars, it was honestly it all happened in one day. I tweeted something, and the Kill Rock Stars account retweeted it, and then I just replied to them saying something stupid like, "If my fourteen-year-old self knew." That Kill Rock Stars retweeted a joke of mine. He'd be very happy, but also not know what retweeting or what, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and then they, and then they're like, "Oh, no problem," or whatever. Responded, and then I was like, "Do you ever, do you ever think about doing a comedy album?" And this is all on Twitter. This isn't direct messages yeah. or anything. And they're just like, "We just did." And then we DM'd, and then I and I got a call that afternoon from the uh, owner operator Portia Jeez. Sabine, and she was like, "We've been th- talking about this over and over and over again, and you're perfect." Wow! Uh, oh, and so, awesome. do you want to do it? I was like, "Yeah." And who was uh, who had the first one? It was uh, me. 
You were the first one, but I'm she the said, first album. Uh, I'm the first comedy album on Kill Rock Stars. Okay, no, we've been so. talking about it. Oh, wow. About how do we get into comedy? Okay, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought you were the first one. Yeah, I'm the and first then, one. Since then, there's been two others. Yeah, we got uh, Har- Hari Kondabolu and yeah. Cameron Esposito. Cameron Esposito, yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I think we might go on tour together, which would be really oh, fun. Oh, great. nice. Kill Rockstar Galaxy of Stars? Yeah. That's Kill Rocksty, Wait, Kill Rockstar Galaxy of Stars? Yeah. That's a great... Is that Was that a name previously? Well, it's um, it, it's a reference to like the old tours that labels would do. Uh, and it's... Uh, I'm, I'm acting like I know about rock and roll history. In the movie <laughs> That Thing You Do, uh, <laughs> the tour they're on is the Playtone Galaxy of Stars. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Kill Rockstar's Galaxy of Stars? Yeah. Galaxy of Kill Rockstars? Oh! how i had to i bring up the perfect moment for neil to finally use justifiably the air horn yet he's like looking at something i was thinking of a different wording of it Did you see <laughs> jesus christ you're not here to write you're here to press <laughs> not even press just tap so are you <laughs> that's a good point you should that's press like record once in a while no. Oh, shit. Oh, oh did also, he want? Did oh. you want to do that? Did you once not press record? Uh, is a being oh, I know this. I heard this story. Michael Cronin played. <laughs> hey, oh, man. Fans, he did press record. Oh, my God. What a heartbreaker. Yeah. How oh, the well, fuck? Here's the thing. Cash do you know Michael Cronin? I want to become best friends with him. I he love his music. He's moving to LA. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. You're going to like I just became. I just yeah, became friends with him on Twitter, and I was like, I want to make friends yeah, with Michael Cronin. Uh, he's a very nice August, guy. August, he's moving down. Nice. Um, he's a really like. So we had him at the San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, he showed up to just watch the San Francisco show. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I was like, oh shit, like, dude, MC Two is a fucking like the album of the year. And yeah. He's like, oh wow, you know, he's just this kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, wow. and I was like, hey, we're gonna uh, need to get some food and some drinks. He's like, oh, there's a like a place over here. So he went with us, and then we went to another place and just started drinking. Um, Pliny like. the Elders. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it was just on tap at this bar in San Francisco. And he clearly was, he's like a guy that, you know, plays like small kind of punk rockish tours. Drink, yeah. some, drink some Budweiser, maybe? Sure, sure. Miller some, like, you know, Olympias yeah. and Slits. <laughs> and so we just start throwing back these, you know, 9% IPAs. And he's just fucking gone. <laughs> nice. He's, we're all gone. Yeah. We're all gone. But like, it's like he, I don't, because I think he was just keeping up his normal beer pace. Right, right, right. And then just, no, he was keeping up your normal beer <laughs> <laughs> Like a tank. <laughs> Matt Bronger themed tank. <laughs> <laughs> Two feet taller than him. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, he'll, he'll, like uh, when he's in town, we'll do a, we should do another live show. Oh, yeah. Have you as the guest. That'd be and great. Have, uh, have him play. Have the musical yeah. guest. Yeah. Yeah, we have, uh, you know, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm trying to think if we should do it live or not, but uh, um, Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids in New Amsterdam's is going to be coming. Oh, cool. We should do it live. We should do it live. But it's like in a couple of weeks. I'd have to find a place to. Do the fucking uh, comic book. No. Yeah. Why? Because I want it to be at a bar or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. What about over here? They wanted to Bigfoot do wanted to do it, but we'd have to do it like during happy hour. Anyway, this is this is this, this is, is Kurt's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to do some. I want to do some scheduling. <laughs> I'd love to do some scheduling for your podcast, guys. Uh, we make Kurt a regular scheduling feature. Uh, <laughs> so, like, w- w- you grew up in Jersey, New Jersey, and you are oh. uh, oh. You're, like you're thirty four. Well, thirty eight. Oh. If we're gonna get into it, are we oh, getting hey. into it? Are we getting into it? Are you pointing at me because you're <laughs> always so excited. 
when someone's older than you. <laughs> I'm excited when Ed is older than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that excites you because he's older than you and looks 20 years younger than you. I know. That's what makes me laugh. That's what you just love that. Yeah. Okay. Of. He acts 20 years younger than me, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, so you're growing up in Jersey, and it's uh, like, what bands are you seeing around when you start going to shows? Uh, Bouncing Souls. Okay, yes. Uh, first show was uh, Ween at City Gardens. Ah, that's which a good we, first show. A it was, show. and it was before they would play with a band, before they became real kind of like jam bandy. Yeah, 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 they just they would just turn the sequencer on, and it had all of their songs. Without in stopping, in order. Wow. And so then they would just stop, and it would just be like, boom, 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 and they would just like talk, and then just go wherever the next song was in, they would just start at that point. Jeez. <laughs> they were completely insane. That was a yeah, crazy so- show. Yeah. That was more like, very much more electronic, like, driven punk rock ween yeah. than like the weird hippie shit that they became, I felt. They really, uh, yeah, there's a, what's it, Pier Guavas, when people like finally checked out or something like that? Yeah, I think that that's the one that like launched them, and yeah, then after that, it kind of got weirder. Yeah, I was pushing little daisies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like Spirit of '76, I feel like is when they really just got like they almost started like riding the line into like a like a string cheese incident kind of crowd. Playing, they, yeah. they started playing those festivals and stuff. Like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, like the fish festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah which right, is like, yeah, yeah. no, it's too bad. There's a there festivals. Was, yeah, there was a weird crossover. Yeah, it was a bunch of just. It was more like, I feel like, metal kids and whatever that were listening to the earlier stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I the earlier like, stuff was so drug-induced and so yeah. weird. Yeah, it was like Flaming Lips kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, who, you know, totally was spot on about this genre of music where, you know, they had the name of the album, Finally the Punks Have Taken Acid. Yeah, yeah, Versus like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like all these, like, weirdo kids that got psychedelic. It was just, yeah, it was really acid. It was like, yeah, just... And huffing. Su- and huffing yeah, yeah. that one, the one where the the, yeah. the cover is just like that weird homemade like huffing yeah, like contraption with Lysol plugged into the filter. Yeah, my friend, my friend actually pissed next to Gene Ween once and was like, "Hey man, how did like wh- how do you make that mask?" And the guy was like, "Oh man," that, Gene was like, "Oh man, that's made by a guy up in New Hope. I don't know how to make it, but it gets you fucked up." Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, boy. oh man, yeah, the uh, the the boss I had at the record store at Benway Records Ron Benway like he well like you know was like got their found like their first demo tape like came through the record store and was like these are the like and just would tell everybody about yeah and yeah. you know there's there's kind of a lot of people say that like r- this guy Ron was very instrumental oh really in, like it, getting them big on the west coast and then getting them signed because wow. it was just this guy it was the furthest record store west that was just saying that these guys are the, n- the next thing and, yeah. You know, yeah but he was very much a part of that like you know scene of Flaming lips and just you know acid induced punks. Yeah, super weird. Tufts University in 1996, and I think it was the same thing. It was just the two of them, and they had a you know a sequencer or a thing, sample thing, and uh, but they uh, people just threw drugs at them. Oh wow. yeah, because I think I saw them in like it was maybe like 93, probably 93 on the on in, at this place City Gardens where John Stewart used to bartend actually. Oh, wow. oh we've heard a, we've heard um, a bunch of stories about. City Gardens in the last couple of months. Yeah, Shitty Gardens was amazing, yeah. amazing place. But I mean, it was like I remember seeing like yeah, for Ween it was just people just constantly jumping into you. Just yeah. Con- yeah. and that was like the time when like when I guess like crowd surfing was like that thing where it was like it you felt inspirational. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was so like amazing that you were <laughs> seeing this thing happen. Yeah, I remember yeah. just yeah, because it was we're, we're of a, like a certain time where like you know we had the ability to see. 
like moshing and stage yeah. diving on just begin uh, on TV. Yeah, you know, like it was just there. Like you know, I I saw it on TV and then I went to a show and I saw like the real version of it. Yeah, because you see it on TV and it's like big crowds. Yeah, like, that yeah. looks that's who how, who who could die from that. Then you go to an actual like show, and there's yeah. twelve people there. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> yeah. just jumping into you. Yeah. <laughs> like, They're not ready for that guy to jump. Yeah. <laughs> he just plows into them. They didn't assemble all the biggest people and put them in one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to go right over this monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere else. Uh, yeah. There are some Chinese ladies here that it, can't support your weight. Yeah. <laughs> also, once you're on stage, don't stop running off the stage because the like security will just you tackle you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hard. Destroy but now you. it's it's so sad now because whenever you go to a show of a mildly big band, there's just such a giant gap. That gap yeah. is insane. That gap is so sad that like yeah. kids t- now don't know what it's like to have their like hands on the stage. Yeah, yeah and yeah. be super excited. You know. Well, yeah, the yeah. gap is insane. And I remember like even. Even like when I was going to shows, like the bigger shows in the beginning, it's like you know the gap was only as large as the person standing guards. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so you could still you know you were right there and you get spit on like you know not purposely not like a fucking yeah. sex pistol show but like you would see the spit coming off and it was so like much more insane. Yeah, and I just you know being scared of my glasses falling off <laughs> constantly. <laughs> I remember one time I was uh, it was a uh, oh I lost my glasses so many times. Oh, really? uh, but then everybody it would, it would depend on the crowd. But there was like that punk up. ethos of like it was like being like something's on the ground or somebody's yeah. hurt yeah. and everyone would like push yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was an outdoor show. My glasses fell because some kid staged over and just like knocked my glasses off. And then and then like I, I kind of look up and there was a scary going glasses bra bra glasses. Like, <laughs> I was like I don't know. And he's like and then he just starts like shoving kids in the face. Uh, I don't know why he was so in helping. He was so he was, concerned. Yeah, and then like um, all these kids start like you know like pushing back, pushing back against the pit to yeah. like make some room near the front. And then some guy like everyone's looking and some guy just has this clump of mud. And he's like, "Here you go." And I just undo the mud. And it was just like just my glasses were just scraped to shit. Oh. <laughs> and of course, my next thought, this is the greatest. This is the best. Yeah. yeah. So so you how old were you when you saw Ween? Probably sixteen, and then and then I'm and then I went uh, to see if I saw any more shows in Jersey. I would just go to like you know uh, all ages afternoon, you know Sunday and hardcore shows yeah. at the Stone Pony in okay. Asbury Park. Did you ever make it to any like the CBGB shows? Nope, never went up to New York. Uh, growing up on the shore in like I grew up in Neptune and then a little bit in Asbury Park, and like growing up in that area, like um, New York was like just where Benny's came from. Um, you know Benny's means Bayonne Elizabeth Newark New York Uh, and so those were just people like tourists who come down and like piss on your lawn and so you hated (laughs) you hated New York City what we really hated was North Jersey really (laughs) because most of the people were coming from North Jersey and not from New York City but so I just had this idea of New York City that I'd never wanted to go there so I didn't go I I went there once when I was 14 we like lied to our parents we took the train up and we just got there got beer bought cigarettes bought pornography and they get robbed right back on the train and came back uh and then i didn't go back till i was in college like when i was like 18 or 19 is the first time i went to new york city like by myself to like actually see what new york was like yeah wow and so and you grew up uh pretty religious uh yeah catholic yeah yeah and so did that have any like was that was going to like you know shows like at the no uh, there was no reaction oh no not at all it was a super liberal weirdly the catholic community there is like very 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 liberal okay like far more liberal than the wider catholic church that i ever came into contact with oh wow yeah 
Like I always thought, yeah, like we like science was taught in like our religion classes, like being like, this is how scientifically maybe Moses split the sea. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like if there's certain winds and if there's a very low tide, he could have walked. And we're just like, okay, we get it. It's a story, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then Moses happened to come across the Red Sea at low tide. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was a super liberal area. Yeah. Yeah, On a full moon. On a full moon. moon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we're going to break for another song by Super Soaked, and we're going to get back and more into talk about Get Wet for Goats wow. and um, other things. Sweet. Uh, so this is the song OK by the band Super Soaked, a submitted song. If you want to submit your band to Jonah Radio first, make sure you don't suck. Two, make sure you're still a band. Got a lot of people saying, hey, this is me my bro's band from when I go, go fuck yourself. I'm not here to just try and make it so you think you got somewhere. Well, <laughs> what if they're like, they, they hear it on here and they're like, we got to get back together. What if we're like the inspiration for putting them? All right, maybe. If, there are, if they're already broken up, though, they have so many hurdles yeah. Yeah. to yeah. start them. No, yeah. but we only support road yeah. to stardom bands. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to help. We want to help the guys that are working doing it hard. Now. Yeah, 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 exactly. In a band, sweating it listen, out. Listen, I'm just hoping that one of you guys, it, the bands that you're sending me, listen, they're not going to make it. But one guy from that band might go on to be like Chris Martin from Coldplay, <laughs> and then I could be the next Simon Pegg. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Pegg? They, they were friends back then. Oh, 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 okay. Oh. All right. I was really confused. Was, this is okay. I was like, why Simon, Simon Pegg? <laughs> I know. I think Simon Cowell. <laughs> that was a lot of questions. This is okay by Super Soaked.
All right. Super I like salt. that. I like that one a yeah, lot. That was good. Their song, okay. Uh, they define themselves of, as trashy, scuzzy, surfy, skatey, two piece punks. Two next. piece? That's a two piece? That's only two of them? Portland, Oregon. Nice. Uh, Reminds me of the OCs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those, a lot of that band. It's, uh, uh, um, so they got a Twitter and stuff like that. So let's uh, be sure to you know, give them right? a toot out. Yeah, give them. Is a that what it's called? It is called a toot out. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, thought yeah. so. That super soaked <laughs> band. That's so. It's the saddest thing to say something and then have a laugh track <laughs> happen. It's it's really like existentially upsetting. <laughs> Better. Better, I like that. I prefer that. I can take that. You can take the booze. I can't take. Uh, I can't take like uh, just like. <laughs> yeah, we like that. Ugh. <laughs> that even like even if you were in a club doing a set, that would be like you know that would be a shitty laugh. Yeah, yeah. that's a shitty laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like knocking your water off. What's that, Neil? What's that? You're, you're not even I'm using. Sorry, Neil, you don't use that? your microphone anymore. It's right there. Man, Neil, is are off, you? Are Neil you? is off of work for. One day. This yeah. is your second day of unemployment. <laughs> oh, and you're just going for it. Yeah. Nice. I have uh, flipped the switch. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Drunk History is all done? Yeah. Nice. Nine months. Nine months. Nine, nine months. And what is it? What It's four, four, how, how much to one that was overshot? Uh there's uh, for every shit. for three and a half hours. There's four hundred hours. There's four hundred thirty-five hours of footage. That's crazy. Sheer volume alone, I should get the fucking editing. In can we talk about? Can we talk about that experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you guys both did, We're both uh, in the same oh, yeah. episode. We're both in the same episode. Same episode. Uh, you, Drunk me, Phil Hendry. Yeah, I just felt like you know what? I honestly feel felt like I was like. So honored to do it and excited about it, but then also worried that I would get too drunk because I could easily do that. Yeah. So then I think I just didn't get drunk enough. I honestly feel like I probably didn't get drunk enough. And you're not allowed to chime in at all. This okay. is just this is just hypothetical. We're just talking about. We don't Go know ahead. what it looks like. I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I got really drunk. You got really drunk. I got really. Drunk, I wish I had got more drunk. Thing is, though, I don't get drunk like. How you know, say in the season premiere, which has happened a couple weeks ago, um, yeah. like Morgan, like you know, like she like punched Mor- Derek. Like I wouldn't punch Derek. <laughs> punch Derek in the nuts. Yeah, Morgan Murphy. Yeah, like I don't like you know, I I don't get sloppy. I I hold I hold on. I, I get think in I, control. But you'll the get, thing here's the deal. Yeah. Here's wait a second. No one in this room can definitely say. You don't get sloppy because at a certain point you're unaware yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah, what you're doing. You because I definitely think I feel the same way that I can like hold my liquor for a long period of time. Yeah. There definitely becomes a point where it pushes over, and I don't remember it the next morning. Sure. Yeah. You I've know? Never blacked out. You've never blacked I've out. Never blacked out. Well, okay. Well, maybe we're different. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't have the disease. You probably don't retain accurate memories. <laughs> You have, no. you have a brown, brown out. out. You have a brown, brown out. out yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. oh, that was fun. Yeah, and then we were over there in the kitchen, and you don't remember, like, walking into the kitchen, you flat-faced it against the wall or something. There I we go. I'm like, that. that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, have you ever had, because when I get really drunk, I have a tendency to, like, disappear. Like, just Irish goodbye. Hide. No, not even like you just hide. Like I just oh, I receive. Where do you go? Like (laughs) where do you go? Uh, I either go outside and throw up Uh and then like hide behind bushes, or I'll like find a room. You really hide. I really hide. Like hide and go seek level hide. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like find a cupboard, get inside of it. Yes, I I I do that. Cash. Now, now (laughs) I just I just want to really point out 
you know how you look. You shouldn't just go and hide behind bushes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's half of it. That's half the fun. <laughs> Startling people. irradiated troll here. <laughs> so, Cash, Cash, can I ask you, what size. What about, like, so why do you hide? Because you're just like, I'm too get, drunk. I'm too drunk. I'm I don't want to be drunk. around people. I don't want people to... See me? See me this drunk. Oh, okay. And so it's sort of like, a, yeah, I'm just, just hiding. You know what a buddy of mine, Chad, uh, used to do? He would get real drunk, and then he would kind of do this thing where he'd stand off to the side by himself, which is a real high school trying to get girls move. Uh-huh. Oh. Like, hey, what are you doing? What's wrong? And nothing. I was just thinking about stars. Oh. <laughs> 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 One time, me and uh, Jeslin, like, we're, we're at a party. And like we we're just like we we're going for a beer run. We we're walking by. Then we looked down an alley, and there was just like a fucking movie, like a light above Chad, one foot up against the uh, like the alleyway wall, and just like and we're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Thinking." We're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> that's a good time to start smoking cigarettes if you're gonna do that. At least you have a reason to or, be wherever oh, you are, or play a lonely about. saxophone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least that's at least mean, one I or the to, other. I used to want to smoke cigarettes so bad, only if for the reason to get out of a conversation. Oh, oh it's the yeah. best for that. It's the it's best. So great. You're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go smoke a cigarette. Just say it. Yeah. And then yeah. Go outside. And then yeah. Oh, that's code for just going on my phone and ignoring you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the one thing I think that psychologically brings me back to smoking over and over and over again yeah. is just being able to leave one environment and go to another environment. Even yeah. if I'm not bored in this it's environment, even if I'm having a nice time, it's always just, yeah, it's just a reset to go into another environment. You know, Kamel has that thing when we're hanging out, like he always wants to go to the next place. And I think that's almost like that similar sensibility. In your <laughs> you mean like if he's at one party and there's another party, he's like, we should go now? Yeah, or even like if it's like everyone's just kind of having fun at a bar, he's like, let's go to this other bar. Yeah, 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 that is a thing. I uh, Yeah, I, I, my friend Damien has that as well where he always has to because i think i actually think it is a thing where it's uh you're imagining you're just imagining the future so often that you can't actually just be happy right here fomo yeah yeah yeah. fomo fear of missing missing out out. oh fear of missing out jeremy has that does he yeah yeah. ron jeremy that's why he has narcolepsy Wait, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, that that Ron, take a right turn. There's a dark, Ron Jeremy no, has no, no. narcolepsy. It's a left turn. No, 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 it's so crazy it was right. <laughs> it's fucking three lefts, my friend. Three lefts. I could be wrong. Um, You're UPS. No, you only a, make left right turns. About Ron Jeremy and the thing is like he has this uh, fear of missing out so much that he like will just continue to fly uh cross country, get like he'll be an extra if anything's going on, he'll go and do it. He did this for a long time and he was always so afraid of missing out stuff that he would just not go to sleep and continue to try and find like a party or people uh-huh. out or something happening and then he ended up like fucking up himself, his brain and its relation to sleep that he just became a narcoleptic. That sounds more like uh, Ron Jeremy is a real sad guy. Yes. No, that's, <laughs> that, isn't I that tricked where... myself into narcolepsy from <laughs> pure yeah. sadness. Isn't that, fear, isn't that fear of missing out? I yeah. fear if I miss out on something, I am not yeah. going to be in the know. Yeah. And uh, if, I, if we don't get there early, if we don't stay late, it's all those, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah. And, that the, and also just crippling I mean, fear. I get to the other bar, it's probably way better over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Who it's knows? a crippling, yeah, it's and a it's fear of being not. alone, of being with yourself. Yeah, and just like going, oh, I have nothing to think about, but... The, me. Yeah. But me, but what's wrong with... Is this the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, good times, team great oldies. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> team drops. Oh, team drops. Um, it's it. just the the DJ that's just uh, it's so over it. Uh, good times, great oldies. We are coming up on the weekend. 
Um, you uh, you recently did a, uh, a a really neat thing that I was uh, kind of gushing to you about on Sunday uh, about how you figured out how to do this really funny thing that also helps people. <laughs> that's also just this completely original. Uh, very, very interesting. Like, and you've done that a lot. You've done that with like a lot of different things. Like, you know, the the how do I land thing, uh, or you, the sky rider, and you know, the billboards in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but now, like, and those were just things that you did that were co- just like life comedy, just things. dumb. Yeah, yeah. They're almost like art projects. Yeah, exactly. It's, a little it's, bit. It's a, it's a it's a bit of performance art in, yeah. in that way. Uh, but then you figured out a way to do something weird like that, and then also help people. And then that's when you did Get Wet for Goats. Yeah, because I basically was like, because the, the whole idea that motivated, like, the How Do I Land, for those of you who don't know, I, I hired us, we ran a Kickstarter and then hired a, hired a skywriter to write How Do I Land in the Sky over Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> and the whole idea of that was just like, what's a, like, you know, uh, inserting stupidity into strangers' lives makes the world a little bit of a better place just because you have this, like, weird, dumb thing. Yeah. And then to, like, step it up, we, uh, it was like, how can we actually really help the world and also do something super dumb yeah um and so i uh jet skied from uh chicago to Lo- to new orleans uh down the chicago river to the illinois river to the mississippi river to the tennessee river to the tom bigby through the gulf of mexico and back into the mississippi river uh and that took seven days and uh, we're also running a an Indiegogo to raise money for uh, this uh, organization, Heifer. So the reason I'm jet skiing to raise money to send 500 goats and 1,000 chickens to Africa. Yeah. And right now we've only raised enough money to send like 220 goats. So we still need to send like 280 goats. Oh, know? wow. Are these goats going to build schools or find fresh water? They're, no, they're, <laughs> they're mostly going to teach English. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mostly, so yeah. they can complete the other ones. economy. Uh, yeah, yeah, some uh, little ESL, <laughs> yeah, a little ESL. Yeah. No, I mean a lot of people actually, especially on YouTube, do not understand why I'm doing this. But uh, <laughs> it's well, the whole nine. idea is that giving. Yeah, they're yeah they're nine years old. Um, the whole idea is that get, we give each family one goat and two chickens, and that kind of completely changes their economic relationship to the world and also provides them with food, uh, meaning they're not slaughtering the animals, but they're milking the goats so they can make milk and cheese and yogurt and butter, and then they can uh, sell the eggs or eat the eggs. So yeah. it not only makes themselves sufficient, but also gives them a way to actually make money in the future. So it kind of like sets a family up with uh, a way to exist. Yeah. yeah. If warlords don't come and just take exactly. the animals. <laughs> right, right. Oh, no, Usually they're armed war- goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're not armed. They have laser eyes. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, It's a specific yeah. African goat. So they're they, they yeah. yeah, they're single eye. They're centaur goats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cyclops. Cyclops, sorry. Centaur goat would be a half goat, half I human. I for the nerdist podcast. <laughs> yeah. I said centaur, and I was like, I feel like that's not right. <laughs> uh, what's the URL if people want to go help out? Uh, if you, ju- it's uh, say it's slow for Adam. I mean, you would just <laughs> Google jet ski for goats. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. probably because the URL is like igg dot slash jet ski. I okay. think. All right, I get wet for goats. Yeah, get wet for goats. Also, if you get wet for goats, that'll probably come up as well. Yeah, and you can see some of the like the, your uh, Instagram video updates. A bunch of shit went wrong. Yeah, the, the first day we ran out of gas within the first hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you have be- a boat track, two boats. We had two boats. One's a safety boat. One was a camera boat because we shot all of this for a series for Comedy Central as well called Roustabout. 
and uh, like the Marine team it was just not prepared for where we were going. Yeah, and which you're not apparently like you were telling me, not really allowed. Or it's not set up for that. No, no, no. Because like once you get out of the Chicago River, so Chicago River, it has a lot of boats in it, but they're mostly commercial with tourists on them. Mm -hmm. You don't see a ton of uh, just like uh, you know leisure craft on the Chicago River. But then right when you get out of Chicago, you immediately hit the Illinois River, and that is just a industrial canal. And it's the water is like the water is essentially like imagine a like a porta potty at Bonnaroo late at night late, and everybody's been tripping and shitting their brains out into <laughs> this one porta potty and that's what the water is like and then on either side is just like 8 foot walls of concrete and there's no other boats the only thing that comes down are giant um like tankers oh wow Ugh. and so there's nowhere to get gas there's nowhere to get the boats out of the water you're just really stuck in there, and that's where we ran out of gas. Ooh. Yeah, and right when a boat runs out of gas, it doesn't, like, stop. It just drifts into danger. <laughs> <laughs> so it was oh, really... So the, the follow boats ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was oh. running on fumes, but just going really slow to conserve gas. Whoa. So, and then, okay, so, so like... just this big boat just starts drifting into a, essentially an oncoming barge. Wow. Oh. Yeah, it was insane. Because it was like a big boat, you know, it was probably a thirty foot boat. Yeah, you can't really do anything to. You can't paddle that. No. You can't pull it. <laughs> and you guys yeah. ended up finding a, a spot where there wasn't a wall, and there was just kind of a abandoned mill. It was a yeah. It was a grain silo, probably abandoned in the fifties, and it was like the only place that wasn't a wall. And so we like kind of crash landed there. And so now we're on private property in what looks like a nightmare factory. Like, honestly, (laughs) there's actually like an area where there are like three or four um, raccoons had just curled up and then died in a circle. It was so weird. Like they all decided to come and like add their nightmares to the fact. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, their roustabout wasn't going well either. No. And so now we've been we were supposed to go 120 miles that first. We had gone 40. Uh, and then we were stuck on private property, and then we couldn't get the like the um, trailers to find where we were. And before we could, that we could get the trailers there, the Army Corps of Engineers shows up, and they're the ones who own the land, and they do not have a sense of humor. Oh. About it. <laughs> so it was really tough. We had to like we had to like almost bribe them to let us get the boats out of the water on their property. Whoa! It was crazy. Who would like, have thought? Army guys and engineer guys. No senses of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Two fun organizations. Yeah, I know. We want, but when you put them together. Um, and <laughs> so you continued down just realizing that's just for – it's just commercial. There's like there's yeah, no so we houses had to, along these rivers. No, no. So And also it's like we had to get the boats out of the river there. We're supposed to make – get to St. Louis. And then I found out there was 22 locks Saint Louis. in between Sh- Chicago and St. Louis. It's St. Louis. St. Louis. It's St. Louis Good for the Saint people Louis. who live there. Oh, really? Yeah, St. Louis is if you're in a musical. Oh, St. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis, but Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah Missouri. Missouri. Some people say Missouri. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so there's a ton of locks. So there's 22 locks. Are these real rivers take- or these man-made rivers? Uh, I think I would say that the Illinois River seems man-made. Okay. Definitely. Uh, They're all like little tributaries that get you down to the Mississippi. So we had to actually drive a bunch to get to St. Louis because we were meeting John Daly there the next day to do a show. And then that's when we got into the Mississippi. And getting the Mississippi there was disgusting. It was so gross. 
Um, and I had no idea, like, oh, this is what I signed up for, like, to be on the Mississippi for so long. And it's just, like, this filthy waterway. But we got to, like, jet ski, like, past the arch and everything. Oh, that's oh, cool. That's cool. Um, and then, but once we got, like, four, like, once we got, like, three hours out, of St. Louis, that's when like the Mississippi like really becomes like because you can't build on the shores or anything. Yeah, because it floods. Because it floods all the time, so it is just wilderness, and it's like you know a mile wide to sometimes two miles wide, wow. and so you're just and there's no again no leisure craft because yeah. the Mississippi's so it's such a strong river runs like nine ten knots, Jeez. and there's so many so much debris in the water that you have to constantly be looking out for things that'll like rip open your hull, yeah. um, so that no one other than again tanker and barges are the only things on the Mississippi. Uh, so it's really just like you're alone. And it's that was when it was like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because it was just like this just beauty. You just feel like you're like felt very much like America. Yeah. You know? And you were doing you were doing shows every night? Yeah, we did shows almost every night. Um, <laughs> Speaking on a jet ski. Yeah, sometimes we had to do, well, we did two shows. We did two shows at night and two shows at noon, <laughs> which is even worse. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in Kentucky, we I formed a jet ski gang called the Wet Ones, um, and we had like leather jackets that said "Live Free, Die Moist," <laughs> um, oh! and uh, and we flew Kyle Kinane down. That's right. And uh, and it was literally just like locals who loved jet skiing who like hopped on, and we like literally rode in like a V formation <laughs> and just gave presents to people, like oh. threw wrapped presents into boats as we drove by. That sounds awesome. Uh, and then we did a show at a biker bar for a bike gang. A fucking real bike gang. Now, wow. I'm assuming you tanked and Kanane destroyed and became their new king. Boom. That is, ex- <laughs> that is exactly what happened. They were just like, who is this fucking nerd? Yeah. And then Kyle came out and just all he did was talk to this one guy named Big Bear. No. Who, was in, who Big Bear had has a <laughs> he has a tattoo of a spider web on his face. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Uh, and like Kyle opened, opened with, so did you just walk into a spider web and think that looks good? <laughs> like, was there a moment of like? There oh. was a moment like, and then all the bikers were like, ah, "Big bear, yeah!" Oh, shit. And Kyle just totally, I mean, destroyed to the point where I was going to go up and do more time, and I was like, "End it here!" And I just went up and said, "Thank you." Pulled. And also, like, we were supposed to do the show at eleven thirty. We showed up at like eleven fifteen, and Big Bear first, right, first thing he says to me is he says the N word that he wants jokes about the N word. That's what he says what? right off. First thing he says. Second thing he says is, you know, we've been here for about 20 minutes and we haven't had a beer yet, so maybe y'all could get us some beers. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'll get you, I'll get you some beers, Big Bear. <laughs> and like, then we just started feeding them all beer, and then they got even weirder. Oh, my God. And then... Was but then like it, that? Like, uh, did you see... Uh, Pee-wee's, uh, Pee-wee's play? No, oh, I was no. going to say it was uh, more like uh, in a true detective where they go to that, like, uh, that biker bar party. Like, oh, next to yeah. the oh, no, no, not. Oh, okay. I mean, those were the guys looked like that, yeah. but it wasn't that nearly that cool. It was like, because, you know, it's like Kentucky, so it's like it was a biker bar, but then also a family bar as well on the other side. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like had different sections. <laughs> um, and <laughs> But then afterwards, they celebrated us. They were so excited. Awesome. They, they, they gave Kyle a ride on the motorcycle. 
the guy kept showing me different aspects of his motorcycle, and I just kept pretending like I understood a fucking word he was saying to me. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of self-preservation that goes on on something like that. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was yeah, it was fascinating. This I can't believe they haven't just made this into a television show. I really hope that we they, we can just show it to them, and they can just be like, "All right, just go for it. Do more they, of these." It's like, it's like about maybe, and they've tr- they've they've been trying for a long time, and they've even tried it with yeah, I think Kyle, but like a new version of Insomnia. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and just this, like it, if you give it like a twist of like it, there's an endpoint. There's yeah. a seasonal arc. There's a yeah. reason for yeah. it. Yeah, and there's yeah. a reason for it. The goddamn, that yeah. sounds incredible. I'm excited about it. I'm really. Yeah. I just. I we've just been seeing. I just been seeing uh, cuts of it for the first time last week on Friday. I saw. It. And uh, it really looks good. Fucking a! Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Like yeah. we could cut it into a movie right now, like just what? make it a doc, straight up documentary, and it would be. We, we might do that and submit it to festivals. You could, I mean, because they, you know, CC Studios, yeah. which is what it's like. They just did Jason Nash, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. Is it? Is it like? Is it contractually supposed to be a? Uh... It's supposed to be ten episodes contractually, but they also said that's okay if it's less or more. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. They, there's a lot of wiggle As a room. Web, yes, it's a web series. Okay. Yeah, 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 but they could if they wanted to. That's just, how just We could immediately yeah. cut this into a 22 minute episode, easy. Like yeah. the first the first episode right now, we have it 15 minutes, wow. and so we're gonna cut it in half and then cut it down a little bit. But Add I think more the first B roll and you're good. <laughs> Put two more minutes of B roll in that. You got TV show. Talking. And I don't know what I was doing. I mean, here I am with these bikers. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing that we're happy to avoid. Like I don't really talk to camera at all. Oh. That's great. It's just. With the only the only time that I explain things is on stage doing stand up. Okay, so, that's for, oh shit, even better. Yeah. that's like a perfect. Yeah, god damn, because it kind of brings in some of like the Louis aspect, or psychos. yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you know using this like this other form to mm-hmm. explain stuff. Yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm uh, excited. We're gonna take a break with uh, another submitted song by Cave Women. Uh, Sympathy for the Hookman is the song. Yeah, Just to enjoy.
We should talk about that. Yes, that was Sympathy for the Hookman by Cave Women out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The belly exploding bass lines, piles of analog synthesizers, B-movie VHS tapes, monster blood, bacon, and a drum set on the belly of a two-headed hound, Cave Women. Those are the keywords. You know the way the way that Bandcamp is set up. Oh, they have a little for description. Yeah. Fucking m- fucking web web yeah. websites. Winter. Like, my my favorite part though is that like they also like this uh, SEO tags and like I love reading bands SEO tags because I think they all come from a a place that like a, a pre-established thing. So here's uh-huh. punk VHS. <laughs> Blood, Cyber Sludge, <laughs> Psychedelic Surf, Punk, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> blood. Yeah, you so can, you could just put blood into and find uh, a bunch of bands yeah. that sound like blood. Oh, yeah. so you, could just, you could just put in blood and Philadelphia will be caught up. Is <laughs> <laughs> that slam on Philadelphia? Yeah, I fucking hate that city. Oh, okay. Oh, come on. You can't hate Philly. Well, to be fair, there's no... most Philadelphians hate Philly as exactly, well. Exactly. That's true. But, but also, Not there's true. no reason to hate Philly. It's a dirty city. People are mean. Sure, but Philly's never bragging. It's not like Boston, where it's like we got such a great town. It's like fuck your town sucks. Yeah, Boston, go fuck yourself. Okay, like they're so right. arrogant. Philly's just like we're sorry, we're Philly. <laughs> and then you go there and you can have an okay time. That's yeah. right. That's why they litter so much because they understand. It's like this is what people want from us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a great town. It's like uh, you know. I think I compare Philly and Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins in that comparison. Okay, but. But uh, they're kind of like the same town, yeah, a little bit. Where they used to have an infrastructure. I and would throw it... Boston in that mix too, only because they all have a one-way rivalry with New York, and New York does not give a shit. About not, not, <laughs> not at all. I don't think Baltimore has a rivalry with New they York. <clears throat> you mean sports-wise? Yeah, yeah, like yeah okay, sports-wise. I don't understand like, that. Yeah, but living there, nobody even. I think John Waters has a quote that every all, every crazy person from the South is trying to drive was trying to drive to New York and ran out of gas and just stayed in Baltimore, <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what it feels like. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, I lived there for two years. You lived in Baltimore? I lived in Bethesda for two years. Okay, but I was back and forth between DC and Baltimore. Okay, all, all my all the friends I made while I lived there were in Baltimore. Yeah, everyone I worked with was in DC. I still have a real soft spot for Baltimore. Balmer. Balmer. Uh, Balmer, hun. So here's the thing that. Uh, I like to uh, on Ardio, the uh, my preferred music streaming service. I like to dig deep in the new release day, uh-huh. and I just like to scroll down as far as I can go and see what kind of weird shit I can find. Yeah, we found some weird things before, but um, uh, this is one thing from NBA Song Series is the name of the artist. NBA Song Series. NBA. M- oh, NBA. Masters, Masters of Business. Of business. <laughs> Here are the top albums with that that are singles that have one song each. Keep marketing. Plan when. Your job description should be real clear. What? Got cash. You're in legal danger. When they resist. Is this an actual band that makes real music? Uh, we can't tell. Yeah. Oh, you can't listen to it? Oh, you no, can. yeah, we can listen to it. This is Keep Marketing. Yeah. When sales are down and budgets get cut. Oh, this is great. Gotta do something, but you're not sure what. Your marketing plans may need to adjust, but keep spreading your message so your sales can go up. So this is just a little genius. Yeah. That's it, a little jingle. And then a little a, genius girl. Uh, here's a um, woman. Here's when you're in legal danger. Yes. Oh, this is a good one. I want to know what legal danger they're in. Yeah. Here it comes. Town. You're in legal danger. 
future if your startup stock was spread willy-nilly as SEC knocks. Comply with rules B, they stayed orphaned. Now, do you do you, not as good, but still, do you think that this is a like two ladies who are in law school? I think I it's yeah, know. I think it's like a mnemonic device sort of thing where they like No, you do not. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like studying for finals or something like that, or they're studying for their their MBA test. No, no I do not wrote this. designed by PowerPoint. I, I do not believe that. Songs. I do not believe that. I feel like that. they're trying to sell it to Corporations who are doing like marketing meetings. Or what? Yeah. We're gonna get all the sales force. Do not despair. Be happy. Prospects are sharing. Oh boy. You think this is people would use this as a mnemonic? Yeah. Why do they? Need, why do they need to memorize that? Listen <laughs> to it. Let turn. I tried to get work, but could not. I saw, but did not find. Hey, public domain, my friend. Wait. Unemployment. You guys really think that this when is... When start a new business, it's hard to know. Keep to a small budget or raise some dough. This is so confusing. <laughs> the task of putting on a good show? That's the only way I can make this make sense. Is like somebody wrote this for studying for a test. Like that's the only thing. What it, what, the other option is that they're just super quirky girls in grad school who are like, we're just going to take this bland text and make it an uh, art piece. I feel like they okay. would do original like, songs then. Like, then oh, they're a, all not original songs. Well, the, a lot of them are like Christmas carols or like shit in public domain. Yeah. That makes it, yeah, the public domain shit makes me feel agree with you. And then the other stuff that sounds like it's original <laughs> makes it seem like they're just weirdos. <laughs> they're either that's the this is the confusing part. This is either super weirdos who are very interesting and you want to hang out with, or the fucking worst people <laughs> that you yeah. fucking hate and never want to talk to in yeah. the world. They're like yeah, they're, if I my money is on that they are the. Youngest people in the marketing team at some giant <laughs> corporation. Uh, oh, oh, we'll do this thing. And then when we do the meeting at the end of the year, me and Katie can play our songs. Yeah, but it's not just marketing. It's, it's you know, right, it's but, all kinds of different business well, aspects. The, right, business meeting. Uh, oh. Walking the Room had a great version of this that was a Bank of America. Um, like Steve from marketing led something at a Bank of America retreat that was just reformed words to like... Uh, I think it was Poker Face oh, wow. uh, by Lady Gaga that they they found online and were just going over well, and over again. There's the U2 one. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was it. That was yeah. the U2 one. Oh, so that's what it is. I bet you that's what it is. Something like, like that. That's so sad. And then um, at this point in the meeting, we'll have some fun. And yeah, yeah, This yeah. will be... Oh, that's so crazy. So we crazy. bring out Todd Glass to just kind of end out the evening. <laughs> just money, people. This is their idea of my fun. Mom, yeah. My mom's job for a long time was like putting together these like sales meetings and stuff for a software company and she like booked Dana Gould once and like, you know, was like trying to make these like entertaining videos yeah. for the beginning where it's like, oh, the head of the company's riding it on a horse and like shit like that. And it's so cool. I could just see how it's shot too <laughs> oh. and it, the editing is always way off. 
Like, you know, he starts the horse ride after they started recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, the guy that does the videos, he lives, like, on Cape Cod, but he's, like, really good. Oh, really? And, like, we, like, talk about cameras and stuff. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, you should try this out or whatever. And then, uh, but no, then they would, like, the video would end and he would be riding off in the video and then he would ride on stage at this concert. Oh. oh. That's nice. two days with like the horse. David That's Letterman not expensive. Bit. Oh. <laughs> um, here's, another, here's another weird thing. I yeah, um, get it. Dig deep. Uh, Tim Angston. Angston. Um, and this is my, the, my favorite part. It's a, it's, a, it's a single called Party at the Pool. Party at the Pool. Um, but uh, under his name, Tim Angston, it says Tim Pan Alley Productions, LLC. He felt the need to put that on the cover of his single. <laughs> All good musicians incorporate yeah. their LLCs. Yeah. You got to limit that liability with your corporation. Especially yeah. if you're doing a song about pools. People yeah. tend also, to run around there. Also, this is my favorite part. It's, uh, the, the cover is uh, a, a picture of a red solo cup with a very nice pool behind it. That's completely empty. Party yep. at the pool. Well, that's post party, Jonah. Yeah. That's post party. And there should be some. Uh, I'm having some some, some noodles. There got to be some pool noodles in there. <laughs> that's got, post. They got, they got... That's post party stock photography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Post party. You don't want to get it too spe- specific because maybe uh, the customer doesn't want pool noodles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it's just these people. <laughs> Uh huh. Oh, it yeah. sounds like free energy right off the bat. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Wait, I take that back. I like free energy. Oh, dude. Ooh, it's got this a man is country also, twang to it. Real quick, I'm not sure that I would have a hard time believing that this guy is doing the Muppet version of a country singer. All right, great. Let's. Beer is cold and the music. <laughs> the bear is cold. Big bear. It's playing loud. It ain't drive like a highway. <laughs> Life is a highway. Saturday. Country music vocals are always way too perfect. Like, yeah. Yes. It's like too crisp. Soundproof. Like dome around his head and microphone. Yeah. It's that very it's that feeling that like it's like all recorded at a beautiful mall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This guy's like because they make it, I think now, like, country music is made to just fill, like, fucking Chick-fil-A's and, and yeah. malls. Yeah. You know, just be background music that's inoffensive and about, like, yeah. sleeping in or yeah, my truck or I my girl. Also, this guy, this, this guy uh, he might have recorded this song while his daughter was having a party, a pool party at their house. He's like, well, I'll, I'll just be upstairs. <laughs> Don't mind me. Party at the Party at the pool. Say that again. <laughs> also, I realize sometimes when I try to do when I when I try to do like a country voice, I end up just sounding like Craig Finn. <laughs> we'll see it. We gotta go see them when they come through. All Next. my friends are hanging out. All my friends are hanging out. <laughs> the beer is cold and the music's playing loud. That's the first time that noise and that song have ever met. It's <laughs> really fun. Uh, oh, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those are the weird things I saw on the new. Oh, this one uh, from Anju Genius. Anju Genius? Uh, chocolate ice cream. Aren't you a genius? Anju Genius? Anju Genius? A N J U. Hmm. Ice cream. 
ice cream. Come on, come get your ice cream. Also, please keep in mind, I play these uh-huh. without permission with the utmost confidence. That no one that no is one. ever going to hear it. <laughs> Wait, do uh, want to well, hear commentary? We're good. Different strokes for different folks. Clarity <laughs> is the spice of life. It has been spoke. Out of all the ice cream, this they love the most. Sing with a shout. Girls like chocolate ice cream. Also, wow. What was that line like? Uh, Different strokes for different folks. This has been said the most. It sounds like it's so let it be written kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scripture says three's a company. And that's just about chocolate ice cream? They eat for the thrill. Well, here's the thing. Say what you will uh, about a black guy or a white guy or anything like that. When the ice cream comes out, it's never chocolate. Pleasure that it brings. So you can't. Girls like chocolate ice cream. I think it might just be about ice cream. Indulge while tingling excites her senses. Girls like. From the way you see she put in it to her lips. Use her I think this might be a metaphor, guys. Nothing wasting our mochi catch. It's uh, no shame to our. It's just his dick is like soft serve ice cream. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it it's just about his. It uh, piles up in a, in a little pile. He's never able to get that hard because his dick's a little big. <laughs> yeah. Semi soft. <laughs> Let's talk about big dicks. I don't have that drop anymore. Oh, oh it's so you sad. Just, you know that one page of sound drops isn't even full. You have so many other things. You can yeah, have. but they're not on the device. Don't you have several pages? In Didn't there? you lose the old one? Yeah. You lost a, a whole iPad? After that Michael Cronin drinking fiasco. <laughs> no, you nice. lost the whole luggage piece. I also, oh, like, nice. you know those, uh, those Bad Brains parody shirts I made for Joan Radio? Yeah. Lost yeah, yeah. Like all of, of those. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I just hope they end up in a Salvation Army somewhere. <laughs> homeless people. Work. Yeah. Just like, that's my favorite thing is walking down the street and seeing just some like kind of like, you know, homeless dude with a Fugazi shirt. And you're like, there's a few things wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> First, that shirt shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. This is not a Fugazi t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, I also, uh, sometimes I like to look for weird covers, and I realized I was kind of uh, not doing a good job where I realized you could just look up bad karaoke. Oh. Bad karaoke, and then the covers come up great? Uh, no, no, no. You could just oh. look up. Here's the thing. It's, it speaks to the confidence of uh, this new age uh, of the internet that people are, like, they really don't think their shit stink. Oh, yeah. And this is just stuff like this. Like this guy, Dr. K. Chaudhry. Or uh, Chaudhry. Chaudhry. Oh, yeah. Dr. K. I got my medical marijuana card from that guy. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's a doctor? Yeah, Dr. Fun. He is waiting for it to come. A couple more measures. This is a YouTube video, so we're watching him stare at the lyrics. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just while he waits to jump on. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Hey, you little one. Don't forget my sunscreen blue you know, do you and wait, go- did he post this himself? Wait a minute. Yes. Is it cool? Who else would? Dad he posted it? Whoa. Hey. I'm just asking. It's good. good for him. That's a thing that people do, right? They just put the karaoke version on, then they sing it, record themselves, and post it. To see, like, if it's his page, his YouTube page, though, it can't be. 
There's no way. Unless he's got seven more. It is from him. What else time. did he do? Oh, boy. He's got a ton. What is, uh, how many views does that have? Oh, that one um, had 12,500. Nice. Wow. That's more than a, uh, more than a handful of uh, comedy videos that I put, poured my heart <laughs> and soul into yeah. wow, he did and Me- money. He did one by Metallica. Oh, he's a big Metallica fan. All right. Yeah. My kind of guy. Dude looks like a lady. Okay, it just got uh, it just got real sad. <laughs> Let's also he does seem like he is an actual doctor. That's great. I'm happy he's a doctor. Dude looks like a lady. Wow, he is mic'd well. If he's a doctor, it also makes me think he recognizes like, oh, I'm not very good at this. People has- might share it with one another. I'll make money off of that. Yeah, he has really four thousand over four thousand videos. He's not even really singing the melody 4, right. Thousand videos. Four thousand two hundred twenty-four videos. Wow. He just must bang them out like four or five a day, just huh? Just like the chicks after these puts these videos out. <laughs> am, I, am I right, guys? This guy, Doctor K. Doctor K. I want to sing along. Go ahead and sell me out, and I'll lay you shit See how I live with every So he must of- be um. He must be uh in like a uh, insane. Right? <laughs> he 4,000 of those videos of yeah. him terribly singing karaoke covers? I feel like there's got to be some other reason, like he's learning English through it or something like that. Yeah, uh, maybe. Why is he posting them if he's learning English through them? So he can get some uh, positive feedback from the YouTube community. Yeah. How's oh, my, the how's same, my way that, uh, same way that uh, CrossFit works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CrossFit for your mouth. <laughs> Um, is there children? Is there? Do you have any that could have children? Is going? <laughs> I wish you, that's you want, you want to know yeah. a quick way to uh, be sure that someone's never really been to a hard rock, punk rock, metal kind of concert, or even really likes the stuff? Is that when that kind of music comes on, you start to see them headbang with the devil horns? Yeah, <laughs> they do that. Like, yeah. like oh yeah, because like. The only time they heard that music was when they watched Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite one. This was a uh, this the site says um, these t- this couple they take submissions of what to do, and this is Bev and Bob. And, Ooh, uh, and, and, great names! And Bev uh, looks like one of those like kind of really shy, dirty Southern ladies. <laughs> that's like just like well, I don't know. I'm gonna fuck you. What? Like it just kind of has this. Vibe to her, and then her, uh, and then uh, Bob looks like uh, if Bob from Twin Peaks went undercover. <laughs> <laughs> he has the sunglasses, the goatee, and the long hair, and a headband. And this is them doing Chop Suey by uh, oh, System of a Down. I just remember who did it. She like put, puts her butt up to his crotch, and then feels a bit embarrassed about it. And this is them in front of a. Uh, 
green screen of just a screensaver. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a looks screen like saver. somebody tie dyed a, that shot when the Millennium Falcon goes in Ivan's face. Yeah, yeah. But that's Here exactly what it looks like. One of them is exactly on beat, and one of them is not. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that was great. That happened. Yeah, I kind of love that. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is this guy. Uh, it looks like a dad. It looks like he looks like a dad. If a dad and a vice principal had sex, Kurt gives a right up for that. And he's, he's pounding the mic that has reverb on it. Just on. And I, this is another one of those things. Like you must be mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think almost if you've ever uploaded one of these, you're probably crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna go do one right now. He's UN ambassador uh, guy with the mustache. What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got the phrasing right. He's on time. He's actually like the best. Yeah. 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 Super into it. Yeah. Yeah. That one's a. Uh, and then there's the one dude just doing. The thing is, even if you look good doing it, it's still the saddest thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> You're still alone. <laughs> You're still alone singing a karaoke track with headphones on. You know, I'm so bummed, and I brought it up on the show a long time ago. But uh, MySpace did a thing like in the later in their later later day grasps when uh, Facebook finally started taking over. MySpace did MySpace karaoke. Where you could, um, they would have musical versions of songs, karaoke versions with the lyrics streaming, but you could record it onto MySpace and it would post it. Oh my God. Wow. Huge community, like millions of like kids and people and adults, like all kinds of people, like companies, like, hey, you're getting better. I saw one dude, he had like 20 versions of the same song. People are going, you're really starting to get it. Like, wow. I think it's all gone. I think it's all gone. (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, there, there's probably some sort of underground community that we don't know about that's popped up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll burst forth someday. There was a, I was talking to the guy who uh, uh, started the uh, one of the guys that started um, mortified uh, that you know the, the, the embarrassing story and yeah. the whole thing, and he was talking about how um, he someone was saying like he was talking to someone who was putting on an event uh, near VidCon, which is like a YouTube thing. And uh, he was going, it's like, it's like, yeah, we got like Jenny One Two X. And yeah, he was. Uh, he was like, "Who the fuck is that?" I was like, uh, "It's kind of sucks that you don't know who that is." I spent like fifty thousand dollars paying her to no. at this conference. <laughs> no. And then, like, what do you explain that? Like, what's entertainment has become? What entertainment has become is fiefdoms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that and makes I was, sense. I was like, "That's the perfect way." It's like everyone has their own kingdom, and you can yeah. go and find it and build it if you if you find the land and the people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, We're all done. Epic Sucks Meal Time showed me that. Yeah, oh, those yeah. guys are making more money. They make more money on their YouTube on their, on their YouTube show than they make on their television show. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And what what's actually really nice about that is they don't give a shit. So 
a lot of that first TV show stuff, like I've dealt with a lot of, Jonah has actually told stories about this, doing your first TV show, you're like, I have to say yes to everything because yeah. I want it to be right. Yeah. And it's not until you're done with it and it went nowhere or you created a show that you're like, I don't know why I did this, that you go like, oh, I should have said no. These guys have no problem going like, fuck that, that's not funny or fuck that, I'm not going to, the network's not going to make me do that. Yeah. That's really, really nice to see for somebody who's making their first TV show. You know, oh, yeah. When, when, on, when we had Arnold Schwarzenegger on The Nerdist, and this was, a, this was a really cool thing. And the guy is, you know, for whatever, he cheated on his wife and had a kid, and like he's... Like, he's yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, there's all those weird things, <laughs> things about it. But, like, it's like the dude's like really kind of inspiring. Which he talked about, you know, he, he's a, he made his own life and his own career. His all him. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. All him. Like, it's a... He, early on... You know, took all of his money from bodybuilding and then invested it into like getting like a a duplex in like a, like a shitty part of Hollywood, and then like uh, like and then would rent it out and then like with that money and then he sold it and then got like a fourplex and then sold that and got like a small apartment building, and he became oh yeah so he's like he's like my whole thing is that I know I could make money, I could just make money doing bodybuilding, but it can't last forever. But I really I want to act, so I'm gonna like put all my money. Uh, from bodybuilding into uh, real estate and just investing it so I can take my... T- he became a millionaire before he was ever in any movie. Wow, wow. He was already a millionaire and his whole thing behind it was like, if I don't need their money, then they can't tell me to do anything I don't want to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's no company that's going to go, hey, if you want this part, you're going to have to play the big dumb body uh, bodyguard. Yeah. And he'd be like, no. No. And like it's like... And he... He could because he's like he's like I saw so many actors taking stuff that would like you know be embarrassed they would be yeah. embarrassed about and they went you know yeah and I I think that's what's really cool about like being self sufficient in any other way and then being able to choose how you do the rest of your stuff yeah that's true success yeah it's nice to just see you taking a bodybuilder as a, as a as a role model <laughs> yeah just I mean like what other bodybuilders do we really get into I'm, I, it's wow. like you're taking too literally you fucking asshole. <laughs> I was talking about how it's like you know he, he like he no I know I got nothing to do with anything he was yeah doing. no yeah. definitely you know, like, I mean it's su- it's surprising yes it's yeah. surprising that he was a mayor or, or, or a governor oh it's God. surprising that he was a movie star yeah you can there's no other movie star that you can barely understand yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the main things about doing a movie. Yeah. Is you people need to, to understandable. <laughs> uh, well, no, there's a uh, uh, what's the guy's name? He was in uh, he was in Wolf, uh, Wolfman. Uh, oh, Benicio was, uh, del Toro. Benicio del Toro. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but he made his thing being, but in yeah. every movie, yeah. Well, no. no, I met him once or twice. He's still like really Benicio. hard to understand. <laughs> I yeah. like Benicio. <laughs> I like how oh, I like how big he got. That was the best part that he went from so little to very big. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think about that all the time. The wolf. <laughs> I think about that all the time. He was so good in Fear and Loathing, where you oh, yeah. honestly Mark. couldn't understand a thing he said. He was so fat, <laughs> so fat, just yelling all the time. <laughs> I just realized Neil's are Benicio. Benicio. When you when you had your fucking shirt open and because uh, of the oh. fucking sandwich you ate. That's right. That wasn't my fault. That was that sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I don't get to blame sandwiches. I like the fact that the audience has been hearing about this Cubano sandwich. I had two weeks ago. Four <laughs> four weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been stacking. Yeah. Um, I uh, so when you moved to New York, did did you and you realize that 
there was uh, not a lot of comedy people into music. Did you find friends within the com- uh, the music community? Uh, I had friends who I uh, grew up with in New Jersey, so they moved up to the city, and then we would go. Oh, Ruby just vomited. No, she's no. She's, okay, he'll um, smell it. The he'll uh, smell it. The uh, and I we would go see shows together, and so that was like my. And also, I would see music with uh, John Daly a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah John yeah. Neal is another guy that I've been wanting. I, 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 you know, I want to have both of you on because he like was a like really into punk. And- oh yeah, yeah. And his brother was in. Um, his brother uh, was it? Uh, yeah, his brother was in um, Don Caballero. Yeah. Do you guys remember oh, Don yeah. Caballero? Yes, no, that's one of yeah. Neil's favorite, favorite bands. bands. It's one of your favorite bands. Yeah. Fucking, it's a great band. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Pittsburgh. No, uh, um, one of the only <laughs> Pittsburgh. What about yeah, uh, what about the uh, Carl Hendricks trio? Anybody ever listen no. to them? No. no. Some girls like cigarettes. A fantastic album. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's coming over. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm, I can lift up my legs and get but, so can get the dog. But you also, you know, you uh, just the other night, um, you invited D and I to a place nearby to see AC Newman play a couple songs. Then it was a listening party for the new pornographers. Right? Yeah, it was really fun. It was really that cool. was very pleasant. Thank yeah, you. I because st- I knew I know the new pornographers because Kristen and I directed a video for their album in two thousand five, I guess. Yeah, um, and then we became friendly. And then, yeah, and then just also just being in New York and running a weekly comedy show where people would come and play music. I've just kind of met a lot of musicians that way. Yeah, I kind of wanted that originally with uh, yeah. Adam. Be careful. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted that originally with, the, you know, I had like, you know, Harmar play. And yeah. I, you know, like uh, Anamanaguchi do a show and stuff like that. But like, it's just um, for some reason it doesn't work as well as it does in New York, and I don't know why. You know, we do it. We now do it at the Virgil, and it works pretty good. But here's the here's the thing. I think it is is that um, comedy audience. It's, it's the exact same thing we were talking about. Comedy audiences and rock and roll audiences. There is a crossover, but it's not ever, all of them. Do it's you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so it's like unless every single week you have music and comedy, right. so you're bringing both in. Yeah. That you just get front loaded with real comedy nerds who don't know how to be at a show and be cool. Kind of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just take out and start looking at their phone, or like you know just walk away. Yeah. And then I you have this amazing band. Yeah. yeah. And then you have this amazing band who's playing their hearts out, and people seem bored. And then you just hate yourself for bringing them into that yeah. environment. Yeah, I remember um, uh, you know Eugene and Bobby with invite them up would always have great musical guests. And yeah, like it was. Uh, it's like I was like everyone pays attention. I want to do this. Yeah, it's a rare thing. Yeah, we yeah even when we were doing it in Brooklyn, I had a I had a t- I mean I had Ted Leo play and Ted Leo like because he's in the comedy community, everyone would listen to Ted. But uh, other so people and he's, and he's so talking, funny yeah. just talking. Um, but I have had other bands on where people just didn't pay attention. I was like, you, you guys never know parts and labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my good friend Dan is, was in Parts and Labor, and he has his own. Dan Friel is his solo project. And I had Dan come, and it sounds very much like the most triumphant parts of Parts and Labor, but oh, wow. very noisy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the audience was just like, uh, yeah. you know, they They've were just alienated a little bit. This, They're yeah. not warmed up for that, and I was loving it, and I was just so angry at my own audience mm-hmm. for yeah. not yeah. being so psyched that what they were seeing was very unique and really awesome. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, the, only, the only place that I've seen that does it really well consistently is Largo. Largo, will, yeah. you can't, I think it, and I think it has something to do with having like the, the seats as opposed to like having a show that might, might right. have a bar in it or something like that. But at Largo, they can go from comedy to music very, very well. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the and Friends shows yeah. do music and comedy. Yeah. Variotopia and... 
yeah, all all that stuff. Uh, it's but I think it it has something to do with the venue and the way it's set up. I mean, it, it really does. I mean, like I, VOCs did a show. Uh, John uh, John Glazer from did a delocated show at this music festival uh, called Outside Lands in San Francisco. Yeah, and VOCs played afterwards. Audience. Couldn't have been more fucking bored, and it was the OC. Oh, really? They're, They're so great live good. Band. Yeah, they're such a good live band. Yeah, I was so excited. They couldn't have been more bored. They That's came a... because it was a television show they liked, and yeah. they liked John. Yeah. And then when that as much ha- as people you know, want to really think that it can work, it is really tough. Yeah, but you know what is a cool thing too that John makes whenever he would do those shows, he would have the band where. Um, um, ski, mask. ski masks. <laughs> so like Sleater Kinney played one that I oh, did. Oh God! And, but nobody knew it was Sleater Kinney because they had ski masks on that's until they amazing. started playing Sleater Kinney songs. Oh, that's great! And then the OCs did it, and they, then yeah, it's so great. That's so rad. That you know, that's you know, with the live shows we've done for this thing, that's this show is essentially what I want. Like I want that to be is like you know, yeah. comedy happening. And then everyone down for the music. Yeah, that, I mean that's an ideal situation. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we'll continue to try. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna take a quick break with the song "Smith Song" by Landlady. Uh, it's uh, off the album "Upright Behavior." The song is called "Above My Ground." Uh, there it is.
Love that. That was fantastic. That was really good. That was good. Good job, Wayne. Good job. Where are they from? Good job. This is a SoundCloud page, so it's a little harder to understand. I really don't know why people use SoundCloud. Um, Come on. Wait, wait, is the band called Home Tapes or is that the label? See? See? SoundCloud's released by Home Tapes. They're on tour. Check them out. This is what Pitchfork has to say about this band. The band has an intimate urgency that uncrosses arms and impels involvement, and their sound invokes the band if they had Dirty Projector's skewed sense of song structure. I say this with all the passion in my being. Fuck you, Pitchfork, and all, (laughs) all music journalists. You can go eat a fucking dick. You know what the one place that I do yeah. like to read about music is <laughs> Talk House, the Talk House. Have you ever been there? No. no. That's all music uh, journalism written by people who don't write about music. Perfect. So it's another, it'll always be one artist writing about another artist. That's oh, nice. And that's very cool. I've written for them a few times and it's really fun. That's so yeah. much better. Yeah. Because I've written about music for a living and after you do it twice, you're so fucking bored. <laughs> yeah. And I did it. I end sec- up writing shit like that that's just... Weird, flowery, and doesn't make any point. It doesn't really give you a sense of what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. you'll never do it. Yeah, you know what? I, I say this. And thumbs I up, feel, thumbs down. That's all it needs. Yeah, I thumbs feel, up, I, thumbs I down. I liked did, it, not so good. <laughs> I did meet the. I finally met the guy who does the music posts. Uh, he's like in charge of music over at Nerdist.com. dot com. Yeah, you know, and like he does the music geek track of the week, and you know. Like I, I, I say this, I don't think he's a music journalist. I think he's a guy that's like excited about music and like it's like you got to hear this, right? You know, and he'll give a critique, but it's like I, with the way he writes, it's very much like. A, but this is what I, this is what I like, and this is what I don't like. It's me, and then and like you know, it's a very much a listen for yourself kind of thing. Yeah. But these guys, like you know, these pitchfork guys, and 
uh, magnet and all these kind of you know things. They just they say it like it's it's the law, you know. And yeah. they have to. I, I I don't trust anybody who believes in themselves that much. Well, that's the thing. Like I've been asked to write. I I was asked to write for that AV Club thing, the hate song. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I don't really have any song that I hate, but I had for this thing, I had to like have an opinion and have a strong opinion, yeah. and so therefore I did. And then, and but I was just like, but I don't really, I don't, yeah, I, don't care. I don't give a shit yeah, that I, I really don't care. Like if a music, if I don't like music, I just don't listen to it. John That's Daly's a, one was uh, like got a lot of harsh reaction. Oh really? People yeah. were mad. What did what did he choose? Uh, I think American Idiot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People freaked out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got when I did mine, I got a, a lot of hate mail. What was yours? I just hate hated on Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh yeah, and, I'll do it. Yeah, and like people really. Either we're like, this is great, or you're a monster. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, people get upset if you don't like something they love, you know? So weird. Who gives a shit? You know? If I'm you're... thinking about a current song that I don't like, it's going to be Magic by Coldplay. I would say most Coldplay songs. I, I'm, I'm okay with Coldplay. I've I'm, no terms I don't think, I'm, I don't think I'm okay. You're okay <laughs> with them? You've come, you've gone full circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of <laughs> well, it's just one of those things where it's... Closure uh, ritual. This is what I would say. I'd be like, well, Coldplay. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't turn it off when it's on the radio. And yeah. now I'm just like, fuck it. I actually tune in. I would say like something I went... F- not full circle, but but when Mumford and Sons first came out, I was like, "Oh, I re- this is great! I really like the song." And then now that it's affected music that's played yes. on the radio, yeah. that there's all these bands that sound like Mumford and Sons, like the Illumineers and Monsters and Men and all these fucking people, yeah. and where it's just like, and, he, and then all of a sudden Taylor Swift is playing a fucking banjo in a song. Ooh. Then it's just like now I'm just like, "You're the devil!" <laughs> like you've re- like made it all sound like this because you people like you so much, they which is out. sad. They broke it out. But it was the the Decemberists that started the virus. Oh yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I kind of went through that with the with the reggae genre. Like I hated it. You know, I was into Metallica and yeah. Pantera and Sepultura. Then I and then loved you sold it. out. So I listened to reggae. Yeah, I, I loved it. Childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I hate it again. <laughs> yeah, he does. I played like it's like you know like nostalgically. I played a reggae. Song, and I was like, turn it off. I was like, come on, this <laughs> turn was your it entire off. life. Spent <laughs> 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 you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would choose if I had to pick a song I hated. Well, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a tough thing. All time yeah. hate. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't think of. It would one. be like a song that just gets stuck in your head, like that Whitney Houston song. And I, yeah, it's like, I hate that song, song yeah. and I hear it once, and I can't stop doing it in my head. Yeah, I hate Inner Sandman because you heard too much. Yeah, I can't. Boom, uh, it's boom, like boom, you know, boom, when boom. when um. Smells Like Teen Spirit comes on. I'm just like, I can do without this. Yeah. Really? T- Smells Like Teen Spirit will always have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of iffy Holly on by Weezer. That. Just is, is totally gone for me. I can't, it's I can't, gone I can't, now? I can still yeah. listen to that. I can still listen to that. But only because of the rest of the album. It reminds yeah, me no, of the rest I, of the yeah, album. I like the rest yeah, of the album, yeah. but yeah. when I'm listening to that album, I have to skip that song. Yeah. A guy at a AV Club just did an article about Weezer saying that uh, your favorite Weezer is uh, the Weezer album that came out when you were in uh, high school. <laughs> Most, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, no, I guess no, no, because there was like, uh, it was 94, the 96. Maladroit came out when I was in D.C. Yeah. The Blue album was 94? Yeah. That's my favorite yeah, album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pinkerton's mine. Pinkerton's mine. Okay, yeah, here we go. Pinkerton's mine, but I graduated in 95. Oh, the rare exception to the rule. Whoop. Yeah, but you were always immature for your age. <laughs> that's why you hang out with us. Yeah, because then, yeah, yeah, then when uh, when the Green Album came out, I was like, "Fuck this! Uh-huh. They were so good before." And then, I, and then like, now I, you didn't now like I, Hash Pipe. 
did not like. I still don't like Cash Pipe. I like I the rest like of the album pipe. now, but I, like it was after I saw how bad they got, where I was like, well, I guess the great album's not so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a sliding scale once you get to the end of their yeah, career. yeah. Well. And you know, I went back and tried to listen to some of Maladroit the other day because of that article. Because the kid was saying, "It's like I, yeah, I'm, I'm Maladroit because it came out when I was a junior in high school, and, right?" And, and then I realized I was reading the article of a child. Yeah, <laughs> you should yeah. have a driver's license if you're writing for the AV Club. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was also it's like talking a bunch about a just kind of a about. Just the fact that, you know, there's a bunch of different types of Weezer fans. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's such a, yeah, they really, they really changed a lot. Yeah. yeah. Even though it, you can always identify it. <laughs> it's never like, well, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is definitely pre-Lexapro Weezer. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. post-Lexapro Weezer. <laughs> Just that make-believe album is so bad. I haven't heard it. Ratitude. They've, they put out albums kind of, a, there's a bunch of Weezer albums I'm yeah, realizing. Yeah. Ratitude, Hurley, the Red Album. God damn, Make Believe, yeah, Maladroit. Yeah, I think I checked out after, after Maladroit. Yeah, that was when I was gone. Because Green was... and Maladroit both came out when I was in D.C. Yeah, Maladroit quick. was the one I was just like... I saw them at the Knitting Factory play all those songs, and then a couple songs from uh, the Green Album. Old or new? Uh, Knitting Factory. Uh, is it, did they redo it? The old one used to be on... On bro- on Broadway. Oh no no, Knitting Factory in Los there was Angeles. one here. Oh, oh in oh in L A. Yeah. yeah. It was oh, there was a Knitting Factory. Like, yeah, there was two one three one. years. No, I was, was around like for a Hollywood bit. Boulevard. Right yeah. There used to be oh, a great yeah. show there, a comedy show in the Alternate Lounge. Yeah. Uh, and then there was I saw they I called saw it the great same great thing. thing. That was the alter. There was an Alternate Lounge yeah, in the in the yeah in the downstairs of the New York. I saw Shellac. They go and pick a Mac everywhere you go. Yeah. I saw Shellac play there at 10 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday, and Armisen opened as a priest. What? Really? And there was donuts on every surface. Yeah, I saw Shellac. I can't. Oh man, I played a festival with Shellac, and I we were on at the exact same time, and so I didn't get to see Shellac. And I just like wanted to kill myself. I saw him last summer at the Eagle Rock Center for the Arts. Oh yeah, yeah, great. Oh, so, man. Then, yeah, it's my favorite story of like, uh, you know, they're tuning or whatever, and then Bob Weston's taking questions, and he's like, what was that song you played before the last song? He goes, I don't fucking know, man. Turn to your left, turn to your right, find a guy with a beard, glasses, maybe could lose 30 pounds, ask him. <laughs> that's awesome. And then we all look around, and it's like, oh, that's everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not> like, <laughs> and then Brendan Walsh was like, he's talking about you, man. <laughs> like, yeah, great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I that's saw, really funny. I saw them uh, at a daytime show, and uh, there was uh, yeah, they were taking questions, and some guy was like, "Why do you have uh, black ink on black shirts?" You know, it was like the yeah. shirts they were selling. Yeah, and he and he and uh, he was like, "Bob was like, ah, it's clearing, so when the shirt starts to fade, when you wash it, the image stays just as black as the original shirt." And then everyone in the crowd goes, oh, <laughs> everyone simultaneously. Oh, I had no idea that that was the reason. I yeah, thought they were just ink. like, because like band shirts are dumb. No, yeah. clear ink. Oh, wow. So it's like, it just is very subtle. Yeah. That's, no, I mean, I always saw it, the black on black. I just yeah. thought they were just like, we're like, Weird it's dumb to have band t-shirts. Yeah. 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 yeah Neil, ha- or uh, Deanna has... A, uh, oh, that's weird. Your other wife. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Thanks, hon. Deanna, Deanna has a uh, like a, a Johnny Ryan. Um, uh, it's Johnny Ryan, but it's like it's him doing the uh, his version of the cover, Return Living Dead. Uh, but it's like black on black. Oh, that's it's, awesome. Uh, it's finally starting to fade enough to where you can looks, see it. Yeah, yeah, looks really cool. I saw some of the uh, pilot or the first episode of Johnny Ryan's Prison Pit animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
It's so fucked. It's so fucking fucked. It's so crazy awesome. Oh, cool. It's so awesome. Like the whole time, like I felt uncomfortable after it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just like the sounds and the music and the what happens. You're just like, where the fuck am I? What? How long was it? Where are we? Uh, but uh, how long was that nightmare? How long yeah. was I out? Exactly. But anyway, we've had a lot of fun. Thank you. Kurt Hans Slapler on uh, the old, uh, the old uh, Twitsy Twitch. Google Jet Ski for Goats, guys. Yes. Yeah. Look Buy it a up. Code for somebody. Bing Jet Ski for Goats. Yeah. We'll have a link you don't on- find anything, go to Google. Yeah, we'll have a link for it on the, the, yes. Yes. On the posting on of the this. Posting. Uh, and uh, wait a minute. When's the, when's the th- Indiegogo end? strived to it do these things. Oh, ends in like late July. Okay. Okay, so we're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you liked any of the bands you heard, please be sure to uh, buy their music, see them when they're in town. Uh, and we have links to all the bands up on Nerdist.com. And thank you to Cash Hartzell, our producer, Neil Mahoney on the soundboard, Adam That's Rodriguez me. is our controller. So Check out uh, uh, Drunk History. Drunk, yeah, yeah Drunk History. History is on July 23rd at 1230, the Meltdown Show with Jonah Kamel premieres. July 23rd? Uh, it's the night of July 23rd, yeah. Uh, wait, wait, what time? 12.30, so it's July 24th. So midnight at July 23rd is my half hour. No hey, way! So really? my half hour into You're the wrong. meltdown. You're what? wrong. Am I wrong? Yeah. Is it July 25th? Yeah. yeah it's July so. 25th. My half hour is on July 25th. Sweet, your half hour. <laughs> at yeah, midnight. Just, just leave the TV on for a day and yeah. a half, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, stage, the stage for this year's... Wait, who's midnight? I liked the stage this year. It you didn't so like good. it? No, I loved it. It was so, so much better than mine. I thought it was so cool. Last year's were so shitty. I didn't see them. Oh, man. I'm so, once I saw like you post a video, I was like, no! It's yeah, it so was cool. really cool. It was like in the, in the round almost. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you like, uh, want to support the show, support the bands. If you want to support the show some more, go to bluecollardistro.com and buy our t-shirts. And uh, buttons and stickers. And buttons and stickers made by Dana Lechtenberg. Uh, that's it. Right? You would be smiling pretty much. All right, cool. We're going to end. Sorry for the first episode. Sorry for the first episode. We're going to end the show on a uh, on a song that was submitted by a friend of Greg Barrett's. He says, I love the show, and my Fred, friend Greg Barrett said we'd be fast friends, which probably means we'd hate each other. But I wanted to send you a song from my band, The Kickback. Jim Eno from Spoon produced our album, so that's out later that fall. This fall, this isn't on it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we're going to play the song. The band is called The Kickback. Enjoy it. Goodbye. Nailed it! Move from a place to 75 
I know you might say, hey, you must be some kind of man in that kind of jacket, but I say, hey, there's a few things that still keep me awake in the middle of the night. My lady's got to hold me like some kind of managed baby, and I listen for you one through three, right? Number one, why don't you just kick down the front door? You just kick it in like some kind of man. I just want you to show me how tough you are. You could have come through the back window. I got nothing but respect for a capper.